This is the Growlers Nation podcast, the official podcast of the Newfoundland Growlers. And now here's your host, Growlers play-by-play voice, Chris Ballard. And welcome back to episode 11 of the Growlers Nation podcast, the best podcast about the Newfoundland Growlers. I am Chris Ballard, play-by-play voice of your Growlers. So happy to have you aboard. And if I didn't say it last edition, well, Happy New Year. Still very early in 2020 here. And uh, who better to bring in as our special guest than uh, uh, our goaltender today, Angus Redman. Angus, uh, thanks for jumping on here with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Excited to hop on. Yeah, so we... I don't know how much you know about the podcast, I will assume. Absolutely next to nothing. Uh, what we do is uh, typically we will uh, submit to our Facebook group and on Twitter uh, a handful of questions. We've solicited questions is what I'm trying to say from our, our wonderful fans. And uh, boy, do they have a lot for you. And we will get them in throughout our conversation here today. We'll get you talking a little bit about the great province of Newfoundland and Labrador and your experience here. No, you haven't been here a whole long time, but let's just jump right in. We got to start somewhere. Let's take you back to junior in your bchl days uh you're a bc boy uh, you played in salmon arm now you're from yep. langley how far is that from home it's about four or five hour drive up the coquihalla so uh it's not too far away but it's just far enough where you can uh, get that experience from living away from home for the first time so yeah, yeah. yeah it was a great time i loved it yeah not so far away that mom can't come see you on the weekends right yeah, did your exactly. parents uh, make the trip to see you a fair bit in the in your junior days i'm sure they did yeah they'd get up there as much as they could obviously that uh Coquihalla highway gets pretty sketchy in Dicey the winter in the so winter. uh if the weather was good and they had the had the chance to come up they would they would do it Talk a bit more about your time there. I, I quick peek at your uh, elite prospects page. What jumps out is me at me is you played a ton. There was that one year you had 50 games in that league. What was that like just knowing, I guess, you're waking up in the morning knowing you're playing every day? Yeah, um, I played there for three and a half years, so I was there for a really long time. That season was my 19-year-old season where I played all those games and yeah, it's just, it's nice to be, know you're, you're the guy and yeah, they're yeah. relying on you every night, so they uh, they knew they're they're comfortable with me and they knew what to expect that I'd show up every night and be uh, ready to go. So uh, it was it was a great time though uh, playing all those games and just just being the the go-to guy. You had some darn good numbers there as well. Talk about the the teams you guys had there. What what kind of success did you find as a team uh, during your time in junior? Uh, we had some really good teams, especially that that 19 year old season. We had uh, I don't know how many, but most of the team was committed to. Uh, Division One schools, no and uh, we had I don't know probably some noted Taro Hirose. He's playing on the Red Wings this year. That's right. And, uh, myself signed an NHL contract, so there's two of us that ended up signing in the NHL, and uh, a lot of other guys that are still playing in uh, Division One schools. So we had some uh, really strong teams, and it was probably some of the best times of my life. No kidding. Uh, if I can ask, why the BCHL instead of the WHL route for you? WHL just never really came up. I went to a few uh, the sp- like the rookie camps or sure. whatever it was. I went to the Vancouver Giants uh, my 17-year-old season and actually did really well. And they wanted me to play some exhibition games, but obviously I made the ended up making the right choice with not playing them and not losing my NCAA eligibility because I ended up uh, committing to Michigan Tech later on that That's season. Right. So the Western League was never I don't know was never really a never really got I never got drafted or never really talked right. to many teams so just was really never an option 
No, no, absolutely. I understand. And we'll jump right into our first uh, Growlers Nation Q&A question. This one from Sam Patterson, and he prefaces the question by saying, sorry, this is a bit convoluted. Alex Newhook, that's a Newfoundlander, went first round to Colorado in just last year's draft. He's one of the biggest Newfoundland prospects in a long time, getting a lot of attention after getting drafted high. He also, like you, tore up the BCHL, a league you obviously know very well. You then made the jump from the NCAA uh, to the NCAA, rather, from the BCHL, as he will be doing this year. What was that like, uh, the jump for you, and uh, do you think he will thrive there? I know you know nothing of this player, so perhaps uh, you're not the best uh, person to ask that <laughs> second part of the question to. But, well, yeah, talk about then uh, the jump to Michigan Tech. How did that happen, and kind of describe your uh, foray into the NCAA? Yeah, well, I think the first, the initial week I was there for captain's practices, uh, first first thing was just shocking at how, like, your first time playing with some grown men, some yeah, yeah. guys that are, like, 24, 25 years old, and it's just like, oh, my God, like, these guys' shots are just, as a goalie, Heavy. obviously he's a player, but as a goalie, the shots were way harder, way more accurate, way faster. So that was probably the biggest adjustment was just getting used to the, the pace. Obviously, the BCHL is a great league. It's the past few years they've been getting some great it's talent. It's exploded. With uh, I think started with in Penticton, obviously. Uh, with they had Jost and Fabro. That's right. One year I was playing there, so they had two first rounders. I think they had three maybe that year. Wow. So ever ever those few years, it's really been building with lots of drafted players, and so the talent there is unreal. And uh, obviously, the NCAA is just another step. Like I said, just the guys that are like seniors and stuff that are pretty are grown men you're going from playing with oldest 20 years old 20s to guys that are 24 25 that are and fully that grown age, mature men four years makes a pretty big difference yeah so uh seeing all those guys in the gym and and stuff it was just very a uh, little intimidating at first but once i uh settled in and it's 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 a it's not too big of an adjustment once you get used to that speed and just the size and of some guys and you fit right in right away and you seem to definitely do that. Uh, this is the 2016-17 season, 38 games played. That's a lot of games. First of all, in the NCAA, 185 goals against average, 917 save percentage. What went well that year? Those are eye-poppingly good numbers. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it was just happened to be the right place at the right time. Uh, Jamie Phillips was their goaltender there that I came in for. He was obviously had a super successful career at Michigan Tech, uh -huh. and uh, so he played a lot most of the games so the guys I was with a senior that had only played a couple games and a junior that hadn't played much so it was kind of right away a, a battle for the crease because usually a freshman goalie wouldn't even get to touch the ice so just that happened to work out with with the timing of going in and, and getting a chance to uh, prove myself I think I sat out the first two weekends they gave those other guys a chance and okay. uh, things didn't really go to like Great. Ideally so, for uh, them, sure. I got my chance against our my first weekend was against our big rival Northern Michigan and uh, got a shutout my first start and then no. uh, one goal against the next game. So kind of started off started off hot and then I think I played yeah 30, 36, 38, is what it 38 says here. straight starts. From, thirty eight straight. Yeah, I started every game after that. So uh, whoa, it's with the NCAA only two games a week, so it's not too too I hard to play. So, but that's quite a that's a heck of a run. Holy. Yeah, so it just uh like I said just the right place at the right time and taking advantage of my opportunity and yeah, things just 
went my way that year. I guess they did. Uh, all rookie team in the conference and conference champs as well. Uh, I mean, talk about that. For for one year in NCAA hockey, you certainly made your most of your time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know some of, the, some of the senior guys on the team would bug me that I was getting a lot of weekly awards and they, they, they'd <laughs> like to give me some crap about that. But... Yeah, it's just uh, we went on a crazy run. We had a on really good team. Our seniors and upperclassmen were were really good. And playoffs, they changed the WCHA playoffs that year, where they uh, they usually play it at a, like a neutral site. But this is that was the first year that they played. Just you played at your whoever the home ice advantage, and we had the home ice. So uh, the WCHA final against Bowling Green, the building was just packed. Uh, probably the best atmosphere I've ever played in. And no uh, kidding. We ended up pulling it out in double overtime. It was pretty crazy, and uh, yeah, it's, it's probably the most fun I've ever had playing. No kidding. Well, that may uh, lead me into uh, one of our next Growlers Nation uh, Q&A questions here uh, coming from, well, I'll get to it in a moment, but I do remember the question was, what, what was the biggest save you've ever made? Was it in that double overtime? I'm sure you had a, do you remember how many shots you faced that <laughs> night? I don't remember the exact number, but uh, there was definitely some memorable saves in that one. I don't know if I had to pick one save. I've been thinking about it now, but uh, <laughs> there's one at the GLI uh, Great Lakes Invitational Christmas tournament that they play every year. Well, when I was there, it was the last year at the Joe Lewis Arena. Nice. Now they play at the new rink, whatever it's called. But uh, Little Caesars. We were anyway. playing uh, Western Michigan Colt Conrad. No. We were playing against him. He actually ended up scoring the overtime winner. We but, won't uh, tell him that. We won't. One nothing him. final. Uh, I made a. I got trip by the kind of like slew footed and i was i was like laying on my back and i saw the guy walking in with the puck and i just kind of threw my foot up in the air and it went right off the bottom of my foot no um, yeah so i don't know that's that one sticks out at me but i'm no sure there's kidding. there's been some other acrobatic saves but that's just the one that's coming to me right now and that yeah, just comes with the territory right you'll you'll, <laughs> uh, you'll get an acrobatic one or two and that was Aiden Foley asking that question thank you very much uh, to Aiden uh, we will ask uh, Paul Loader's question next uh, you came to Newfoundland on loan from the Anaheim Ducks I'm going to ignore the second half of his question and just ask uh, how did you end up uh, Signing in that NHL deal uh, right out of that uh, one season uh, in the NCAA. I mean, talk about that. I know that doesn't happen every day, especially with uh, just the one year of NCAA under your belt. Obviously, you impressed uh, the brass with the Ducks. I mean, talk about signing your NHL deal. What was that like for you? Um, yeah, it was a little chaotic through, like, second half of the year. I was talking to some teams, and uh, obviously it's very, uh, very lots of, a lot of pressure. You're getting pressure from yeah. the school to try to stay and getting hearing stuff from the the NHL teams that they oh, they want to sign you they're telling you things you want to hear so it was uh stressful talking with my parents and trying to figure it all out but uh once we got knocked out by Denver in the first uh in the national like the tournament at the end right. of the year um I finally decided that uh it was time yeah it was uh I think the right time to strike I talked a lot with the old upperclassmen at school that from their experiences and just got recommendations from them, and uh, yeah, I just thought it was the the right decision, and it was a an offer I pretty much couldn't couldn't refuse. So, no kidding. Um, yeah, it was a super exciting time. So I never never would have thought that that would have come up, but obviously I proved myself in that year and and got the chance. 
No, that's that's incredible. And here you are uh, with the Newfoundland Growlers affiliated with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, there was a question in there. Is it strange kind of being, uh, I guess, groomed by the staff of one team while uh, still uh, being the property of another? Is that That's kind of weird, I guess, on the <laughs> surface. Is it weird to you? Uh, well, I've I've been around enough now. It was weird at first when I kind of, of bounced course. around because, uh, yeah, obviously Anaheim likes things a certain way, Toronto likes things a certain way. Exactly. But, uh, I've just gotten used to it. I've been around the block now <laughs> enough that I know what I need to do to to make myself successful. And obviously, uh, having a goalie full time goalie coach here, Merrick, is yeah, unbelievable. Uh, we get to work with him every day, and he's an awesome guy. And uh, just to have someone in your corner, yeah. With the obviously some coaches don't. Goaltending is your own thing. Yeah, you're but, kind of on an island yeah, a little so, bit. As uh, long as you stop pucks, no matter what organization you're with, you're, that's what's going to be asked. Of yeah, you. so it's nice to have a goalie coach to have defending you and in your corner, and uh, just an easy guy to go talk to with whatever you need. So, um, yeah, it's just just kind of got to do your own thing and not worry about how hearing things from everybody else. Just focus on on your job and that's stopping the puck. Amen. And that was Scott Walker asking us that question. So thank you very much to Scott Walker for that one. Let's uh, jump into your pro career a little bit. Uh, when you turn pro, uh, you've definitely taken the milk route here to, to the great province of Newfoundland and Labrador. I mean, you have jumped around. How many teams have you played within the coast now? It's like six. This is my sixth ECHL team. Oh, you're yeah. collecting ECHL jerseys, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I in in your mind, kind of why the why the hopping around uh, to start off your pro career? Clearly, it's not your your duties between the pipes. You've been great for here for Newfoundland. Kind of in your mind, uh, kind of sum up the first couple of years of your pro career for us. Well, my first year Utah was Anaheim's affiliate. That's and, right. So uh, that makes sense. So I was there for most of the year, and to be honest, it was kind of not the best situation. Sure. And uh, I ended up getting out of there, and uh, I went to Toledo to end that year. Didn't play much in Toledo, but uh, just a nice change of scenery. Absolutely. And they're obviously a great organization, great too. Great building, too, there in Toledo. So, uh, uh, yeah, and then after my first year, Anaheim hasn't had a, a ECHL affiliate. Last year, bounced around a lot with because uh, every, every team I went to, it seemed that uh, they would get guys sent down. And then, obviously, their, bad timing. their affiliate takes precedent of over course, you. Of so uh, I would kind of get bounced out of there. And... Uh, so yeah, it it's, hasn't been easy to say the least. Sure. Living out of a suitcase most most of the last three years, so uh, it's been uh, it's been interesting. But you know, I've learned a lot, and uh, yeah. I think it's really uh, hardened my mentality. Just you know, like I said earlier, you just can't worry about what everybody else yep. is saying. Just gotta do your job, and uh, I think I found a great fit here, and I've been I've been loving it in uh, Newfoundland. Awesome. Well, certainly glad to hear that. Did you, aside from Newfoundland, I don't think it's fair to make you try to force this answer out of you and have it be Newfoundland, but did you have a favorite place you, you liked to play or you liked living in, in all of your stops here in pro? You had uh, some some uh, some scenic uh, mountains in Utah. You've uh, been in some warmth in San Diego and uh, Jacksonville and South Carolina. So kind of where where uh, where do you, where have you liked playing? Yeah, the obviously the the warm places are nice. Can't yeah. can't complain leaving the rink with maybe you got to put a hoodie on. That's the most. Oh so, no, uh, whatever will you do? Um, obviously, when I've been when I've been called up to San Diego, that's a beautiful that's city. Be cool. um, Charleston, South Carolina, yeah, was love, love a beautiful Charleston. city, and it's nice and warm. So, I think the the warm spots would uh, <laughs> they seem to be winning nice, out. But uh, obviously, end of the day, the product on the ice is the most important, and. Uh, 
Newfoundland's been my most successful stop so far, so uh, I've been uh, enjoying myself, I'd say, the most uh, at the rink for sure at, in here in Newfoundland. So what's, what is it behind, uh, you know, playing here in Newfoundland that you feel has allowed you to find that success? Well, I'd start with the coaching staff. Uh, you, if you look at the, any of the game sheets, you can see every other team mostly just has a head coach and assistant coach, and that's it. But uh, here we're obviously fortunate enough to have a giant multiple coaches. Staff. We got strength and conditioning coach, and uh, so we got everything here. Um, I'd say that's probably led the most to, to my success is just – you know, they really make you feel, they've made me feel welcome ever since I've gotten here. Like, just because I'm not part of Toronto, they haven't kind of exiled no me. Yeah, there. exactly. So, yeah, just having the, the coaching staff and, like I said, Merrick, uh, having him as having a goalie coach is huge. So, yeah, big time. I'd say that's probably the biggest uh, biggest hand in uh, getting leading to the success so far. And Rod Z in the Facebook group asks, what have been your biggest adjustments since joining the Growlers? I don't know if you feel you've maybe already answered that, but is there anything, uh, I think you've gotten used to adjusting for better or for worse, but uh, was there any particular adjustments uh, or adjustments rather you had to make when joining this team? No, hasn't been too difficult. The group of guys is awesome, obviously. Yeah. We have a great team and uh, everybody was super friendly and welcoming and it's a very tight-knit group from a lot of guys obviously returning from last year, so... They all, they had a great core, and then the guys that have come in, it's it's very very welcoming to come yeah. in, and uh, so they made it super easy. And like I said, the coaches, everybody just made the adjustments super easy. So there hasn't really been much uh, adjustment time. Just felt felt like part of the part of the equation right away. So Todd Skirving in the Facebook group, uh, you may be aware of him. Uh, he has asked us a question as well, and he says, why do I call you Beef? Now, I, I know the answer is obvious, but I would like you, uh, if you're able, to share, I guess, the, the birth of your nickname, Beef. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously the Angus Beef, that uh, yeah. goes hand in hand. But it was a coach in junior, uh, Brandon West. He kind of started the whole Beef thing, and it caught on from there. People called me it in juniors, but then when I went to Michigan Tech, the fans just, all the student section and everybody just ate it up. So <laughs> every time I'd make a save, it's kind of like the old Luongo in Vancouver, the Lou, Lou chant. So they had the beef. beef the beef chant every save I'd make, and people had, like, stuffed cows in this crowd. And no. So that's really where it, it went to a new level there with, uh, with the beef. And you've and, embraced it. You haven't been like, guys, my name's Angus. Like, let's yeah. be real. You seem like you really <laughs> embrace it. Yeah, most people just introduce me as beef. I'll say Angus, but it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I like it. It's unique. There's Obviously, Angus is a unique name to start off with. I think I've met one other in my whole life. So That's true. You're, you're the first Angus yeah, I can say I've um, met. No, it's a, I think it's a good nickname it's easy to say whether you're, when you're communicating on the ice and uh great point i never yeah. would have thought of that yeah so uh yeah it's i love it i i will ask you this thanks to i'm not gonna ask michael keely's question he's the voice of the main mariners because all he did was post a gif asking where's the beef <laughs> i will ask you this how many times have you been asked that question do you think in your whole life yeah well uh a lot of times <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know, I guess my parents were saying there used to be a Wendy's commercial with yeah. the old grandma, and they would uh, they would actually put that on the Jumbotron at Michigan Tech. No. After some saves, they'd have the old lady up there with the where's the beef. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Hear it a lot, though, but it's good. It's, it's Has good anyone fun. ever tried to flip the nickname on you and, like, use it as a chirp against you? <laughs> no, not no. yet. I think it's a hard one to do that. I don't know. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about that, it's, <laughs> 
It's like, you know, like, oh, I, all I do is eat beef. Yeah. You know, I'll, yeah, there's I'll, not... I'll, I'll work on that. That's <laughs> my chirp game, uh, I think, needs a little work. <laughs> uh, so with that, uh, we'll ask, uh, there's a handful of questions as yep. I scroll through here about uh, your experience in this great province of Newfoundland and Labrador. Andy at Raiders Snack asks, what do you like most about Newfoundland? William Hopkins asks, ask him how it feels to play in Newfoundland and how he likes it here. There's more. I don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, Jennifer Toop asks from seven-year-old Ryder, who's also a goalie, how do you like playing hockey in Newfoundland? So, Beef, sum it up. I mean, yeah, you've been here long enough to have uh, seen enough of this great city in St. John's. Kind of sum up your experience here for us. Yeah, it's well, it's obviously a lot different from the other Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, it's far away. That's the that's been a big adjustment. As no uh, back to the adjustment, um, just the time change being four and a half hours ahead of everybody is kind of tough at times. Like my parent, my mom's got to get off work early to watch the game. <laughs> oh, so God uh, love her. trying to play Xbox with my friends back home They're <laughs> they're just getting on when I'm going to bed. So the time change it's is tough. different, but no, the city St. John's is just, I, I feel like it's just like nothing else. The, I send pictures of the, the colored homes back, back to everybody back home and everybody pretty, this everybody just says, wow, that's, beautiful so yeah uh it's a very cool looking city and uh i've been to i went to cape spear on last nice. when i came here on the road last year we went there and then i went ah. up to uh signal hill so right. i've seen a few things and the views are incredible and so it's just a different different a lot different lifestyle than back home too just being a lot smaller of a it's city pretty chill. So very relaxed and laid back so feel like uh, I fit in well because I'm pretty laid back and <laughs> relaxed most of the time. So I've just been, I've been loving my time here and obviously being successful on the ice makes, makes everything better. So it's been a lot of fun. Theron Butler asks in the Facebook group, have you been screeched in yet? So if you don't, if you haven't, you might not know that question. Do you know what screeching I, yeah, in I is? I know what it is. I haven't, done, have it. I haven't done it yet. No. So I'll definitely want to do that before I before the season's over so Absolutely. Uh, yeah i'll have to look into so, that so based on what you've heard about it then what what is it do you so you gotta what you gotta recite some lines yeah, there talk is a, like a, a new feed that's right <laughs> did you take the shot of screech that's right and, uh kiss the cod okay so you're, the, you're ready it? to go here yeah, you're ready to do this yeah i'm i've been yeah i've been i've been ready to go i've just been waiting for my opportunity Oh, we'll, we'll make that happen. Maybe we'll get a handful of the folks here in the group and uh, we'll all take you out here. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Michael Windsor asks, perhaps, what's your go-to at McDonald's? So if you were to say have a cheat day meal at, uh, at the Golden Arches, what's oh. your go-to? It's been tough to get there since I've come to Newfoundland because we don't, none don't, of us have cars. That's so. true, and I don't know that you can answer a chicken product. I think it's almost <laughs> a, a given you have to have a, yeah, a burger or yeah. something here, right? Um, I haven't had it in a while, but... I love a nice Big Mac. That's probably Classic. my favorite. So, <laughs> not the not the Angus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Is like, and this is just completely dumb for entertainment purposes only. Do you have a favorite cut of meat? You oh, know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you a beef guy? If I go to the keg, I always yeah. get the prime rib. I there love we the go. Prime rib. Now we're talking. Yeah. Any any thoughts in uh, trying to use uh, your name and your likeness to sell, you know, barbecue spices or open a steakhouse, yeah. anything like that? Yeah, I could get a sponsorship with. Uh, That's what I'm talking one about. Of the, one of the restaurants. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, you know, I'll I'll buy beef's you know yeah. barbecue sauce or or you know or I'll put go a, to your steakhouse. Put man. a logo on the mask. 
there you go. <laughs> this is already this is patent pending, folks. This is a Ballard and Beef uh, business venture. <laughs> no, no ends on this one. But uh, no, I, I had to ask just for funsies, of course. Uh, heading out uh, onto a road trip here. Let's talk about that. Uh, what's been the biggest difference in playing at home? Where obviously the Growlers, at least uh, up to the recording point of this uh, podcast today, have uh, found great success on the road. What's uh, what's the difference in trying to make that translate out onto the road as well? Um, well, obviously, as everybody knows, the travel from here isn't easy, no especially kidding. with, uh, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow with this weather, if we can even get out, but uh, I don't know, it's just, obviously, things on the road, we're below 500, I believe, which just, uh, we just, just need to, I don't know, just play, it's tough to just say it's we need to It's tough to put a finger yeah, on it, but, it is, uh, because, and I will say this, the team has played well on the mm-hmm. road, it's just... Other teams are also darn good in their own building. Yeah. So it's tougher to – you're not going to go whatever the Growlers are now at home, like 16-2 and yeah. two or something silly. You're not going to do that on the road. Yeah, so everybody obviously loves playing playing at home. It's You get to sleep in your own bed, and it's nice. But uh, I think, like you said, we haven't been playing bad. Maybe we just haven't been getting getting the bounces. And so hopefully we're everybody's feeling good right now. we got some good confidence, so hopefully we can uh, roll into this road trip and get a few wins. I hope you're right. Pat Rice asks from the Facebook group, and this kind of ties in, how hard is it to get your rhythm as a starting goalie when you get flip-flopped nightly? Now, I know it's been a little different lately, but uh, especially coming up uh, three games in three days on this road trip, no one's going to expect any of the goalies to play all three games. But is it is it? do you find it challenging if you have a good night one night, maybe you're ready to get the crease the second night and it doesn't come? Yeah, well, obviously, you want to be the guy. You want to be in there every night. But we have great goalies here, and it's uh, I think a little bit of healthy, friendly competition is brings the best out of everybody. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we've been going back and forth right now, and obviously, it's it's been working. So, uh, I I would love to play a few in a row, hey, of and uh, I'm always ready to go. For now, it's just waiting waiting for your call and whenever you get the chance just make the most of the opportunity and show uh the coaches that you're ready to go absolutely and uh, we'll uh, get uh, further into the goalie craft with a question from our own kenny o'leary he's a bit of a goalie geek so i'm not surprised to see him answer ask this one rather why bauer gear for you um i've always i've worn bauer all through junior and then uh before junior too i've always wore bauer i don't know i like henrik lundquist he's a bauer guy there we so, go uh that might have been where it started, but um, I wore CCM in college just because I had to because the school was sponsored by sure. CCM. And uh, I don't know, Bauer, I just feel like the equipment is so light and uh, and it's pucks just fly off. It's just they're made differently and pucks, like rebounds just fly off them. And huh. so they're really easy to control the rebounds with to the corners, which is huge. And, yeah, and Bauer, they – have treated me super well if i need something i just text them and let them know no and, and they'll uh they'll get it done to the best they can obviously they they can't just send me everything because they no gotta go way. through the ducks and, and whatever and because if i could i'd have <laughs> tons of gear but uh usually get whatever i need they'll yeah. they'll try to take care of and uh yeah so they treat me super well i have a good relationship with them and uh and my goalie coach back home, his uh, goalie school is sponsored by Bauer too. Ah, nice. So, so it all ties uh, Yeah, in. exactly. So uh, just I've just worn Bauer for such a long time now. I don't think I could switch. Okay. What was your first set of goalie pads you ever wore? I think it was uh, – obviously, I don't know when those minor hockey years just had some yeah, crappy some old – old uh, pads yeah, for sure. I don't know what kind those would have been. But uh, I think my first actual set was, I want to say Brian's. 
those Brian Beasts with like they had yeah. the eyeballs at the bottom. So I always pretty cool. I always wanted a set of those. <laughs> never never managed to get one. No, yeah. I remember my first set of pads back when I was more closely resembling an athlete. Uh, I had these old Coopers. Oh, they were like brown and black, <laughs> and they soaked up water like oh, nobody's yeah. so business. They're nice so and heavy. that's why I I have got nice thick uh, legs. Uh, <laughs> is from uh, from my days as a novice goaltender. Uh, we'll move along uh, to another question. This one from Dennis Power asking, "Who is your favorite player that pushed you to be your best?" And I will hone this one in to the Growlers locker room. Is the it? Growlers do you have Do you have a guy in there who's always you know? in your corner saying that's okay beef we got you is there is there any particular guy who's uh who's uh, plays that role for you in the growlers yeah i think uh well the whole team to start off with is everybody holds each other accountable yeah. and uh, we got a great leaders obviously with mel and ob and stuff everybody's everybody's always making sure everybody's working hard and uh and ready to go but I don't know. The probably the most vocal one in the room is probably Scurves. He's yeah. uh, he's always very supportive, uh, whether he's in or out of the lineup. You know, some guys get get a little upset when they're out of the lineup, but he's always the same no matter what. He's so positive and then always in your corner. So, so he's a he's a big uh, big guy in the locker room to always be to be keeping everybody positive and uh, yeah. But yeah. everybody's everybody's really good with. Uh, Within practice, we have our practice is such high, so high pace, and yeah. we have so much skill. So you, you gotta if you're not on if you're not trying or not on your game, you're gonna look like an idiot out there. So <laughs> you gotta make sure you're ready to go every day. No, for sure. And Mark Pico asks, did you know any Growlers players before coming here? A lot of these guys that are on American League deals with the Marlies, they've been in camps and all that for some of them a couple of years together before uh, becoming teammates on the Growlers. Did you know anybody here before uh, before getting assigned? I knew two guys. I knew I played with James Melindy in uh, Utah my that's first right. year. So that's the first I really got to hear about St. John's in Newfoundland. He'd uh. always be talking about it and pumping <laughs> it up. So... It was cool to eventually go full circle and see what he was talking about all those years about uh, about Newfoundland. So That's I knew cool. him, and then I also knew uh, Skirving too a bit. He was in Utah for a little bit too. Yeah. So I got to know him, and then I I'd seen him around at the at a few different teams. I'd I'd run into him around. So those are the only two guys I knew. Evan Burgess asks, and I'm not sure if you would have even uh, had the chance to know the answer to this question. Who's the best golfer on the team? You ever get a chance oh, to golf with these guys? I don't think I haven't so. Haven't golfed with any of them. No, I I really have no All idea. Right, so Maybe will... myself. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> good with the with the sticks out yeah, on the golf course. I get out there a couple times a week in the summer. So nice. What's uh, what's your average round? What's your oh. handicap right now? Or is it? Uh, I don't we're, know. We're too far removed from yeah, golf season. Yeah, we're too far out of it. I have yeah. to start from scratch every year when I get home. So okay, not uh, yeah, not the time for that question. But <laughs> hey, Evan Burgess, thank you for asking nonetheless. Uh, what do you like to do in your free time if you get some time this afternoon? What's gonna keep you busy here? Oh uh, well, with the snow, it's just yeah. kind of stuck inside. And yeah, I'm uh, gonna sit inside and contemplate life. Yeah, uh, obviously not. A lot of guys don't have vehicles too, so it's kind of tough to get around. So. Yeah. We got a pretty good group that play Call of Duty together. <laughs> nice. We all uh, get in there and together and play different games. So a lot of uh, Xbox, <laughs> a lot of just watching, watching TV, and yeah, that's that's really about it. Okay. Not, what are you What are you watching right now? What anything you're binging? Oh, uh, I just finished Peaky Blinders. Ooh, okay. Still show. haven't started it. Yeah. Got to get in there. That's a that's a good one. Then just hockey games or whatever yeah, yeah it's just, that's yeah that's about it okay now i 
cards on the table. I always ask around the room. Uh, when I have a guy on the podcast, because I love throwing dirt around and making you guys uh, mad at each other, not that it ever gets that bad. Uh, so I asked uh, James Melindy, the captain, uh, as he was walking out of the room, I'm like, "Hey Mel, I've got uh, I've got beef uh, on the podcast this afternoon. Uh, anything, uh, any dirt? What can you tell me about beef?" And and no, to be fair, he didn't have much on you, which is uh, rare. Let me say that. And he says. Mm, Tell him he sucks at Call of Duty. <laughs> now, I will give you a chance to respond publicly. Uh, wh- what's your take? Surely you're not that bad, uh, are you? You're not no, the worst in the no, room no, at Call definitely of Duty, not. are you? No, I'm in the top. I'd say I'm in the top four, maybe. Okay, who else is in the top four with you? Johnny's probably the top. Even or uh, Call or, of Duty. Or Trey Bradley is really good, too. Those two are definitely the top two. Ooh, okay. And it's kind of a toss-up between a few guys, so... I don't know. We have some friendly competitions on there. It's 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 a lot of fun to to get all of us together in the same room. Lots of uh, lots of chirps flying around, but it's a great time. Who's the worst if it's not you? Feel free to throw as oh. much shade as, <laughs> as you as you please. I don't even know. It, it depends on the game, really. There's some. Well, come on, you're telling me if I were to jump into these games, I would consistently at least be at the bottom of the pile, if not last, then close to it. There's got to be a guy who seems to, in spite of his efforts, uh, find his way near the bottom. (laughs) Maybe Braz, I don't know. Sometimes he's at the bottom. Sometimes I'm at the bottom, too. I don't know. It all... uh all right, so it's it's more we're situational all, than anything else. We're all above average, though. Compared to the regular people, we're good. But when we all play against each other, it's it's a good. It's intense, it's a good I imagine. Yeah. We might have to have to cover some of that here uh, on the podcast. <laughs> uh, any other games you play, or is it right now? It's just CODs in there. It used to be Fortnite. Play are we really gone beyond Fortnite as yes. a, as a society? We've <laughs> moved on. Some guys still play, but uh, the pools play. He's my roommate. Pools plays okay. a lot of Fortnite still. But uh, I'm mostly just in in the Call of Duty, yeah. How's your How's your floss game? <laughs> that stupid no, dance I, that the kids do. I don't do, have right? any no? moves. Oh, thank God! I didn't want to have to do that. Um, Angus Redman of your Newfoundland Crawlers is our special guest today. Let's see what else we had here for you uh, from the. Uh, Facebook group here, and uh, we had a, another, uh, really a follow-up question uh, from Sam Patterson asking, as a goalie, how obnoxious is it to field questions about high-scoring forwards? So let's say you're doing a post-game interview, and uh, maybe uh, some guy managed to sneak a couple, maybe three by you. How uh, how infuriating would it be to be like uh, have to talk about the guy who just lit you up? Yeah, um, <laughs> obviously you'd be not in a good mood in the first place, Surely. Then, let alone answering questions like that would... Uh, make even more mad but uh luckily haven't had any games like that so far this year (laughs) so hopefully i don't have to field any questions like that we'll get to one more growlers q a question here this one from steph conway asking what's the most memorable moment of your career to date oh probably winning that wcha double overtime game that was uh I actually just saw they're doing a Twitter poll on Michigan Tech's Twitter about like the top moments of the decade, and uh, where does I that one rank? I think it finished second, but I was just watching the watch the highlight video again, and I was get getting chills. So it's that was definitely the biggest game of my life so far. Darren Colburn asks via Twitter at Cheeseman25 ECHL. Hall of Famer from Newfoundland and uh, former guest of the program asks, <laughs> and I, I love slash hate this question. He's like, what's the weird thing he does? Most of them have some. Uh, take that with a grain of salt, surely. <laughs> but first, I guess I'll ask, uh, how do you feel about, the, I guess, the uh, 
aura surrounding goalies that you're all weird. Do you feel is that is there some truth to that, or is like no, we're just normal dudes who stop pucks? Yeah, I've always prided myself on being a normal goalie. That's what everybody tells me at least. I'm very. I don't really do too much weird, quirky stuff, but I don't know. I just kind of stay. If I if things like since I've started here, I obviously haven't haven't. I've just won so far. I've had True. the win streak going, so uh, I'll just uh, do do the same routine. Obviously, I've been wearing the same pair of socks every game day uh <laughs> like like actual like normal socks like my, not hockey socks like my like dress you... socks are the same uh, no they have little way. mugs of beer on them nice um so i've been wearing those every game i don't know if that's weird but that's those are my lucky socks it's unique right now. for sure um but once i get to the rink i just get i get the same tim horton's coffee before i get picked up by raj and then okay. uh, once i get to the rink i just kind of do the same uh stretching routine i do the same i uh, juggling with tennis balls i do the same thing so i just kind of keep things consistent and uh but no the aura around weird goalies i don't really obviously there's the select few that kind of give that give us that but yeah for the most part i think most guys are uh fairly normal maybe a little more quiet than other guys but no i i like to pride myself on being a a normal goalie okay i like <laughs> that no I, and i think for the most part yeah i agree i think it's more of a I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's it's wrong. It's false. Mm -hmm. I, I don't necessarily buy into that. But thank you for the question, nonetheless, uh, for Mr. Colborne. And now, well, one final question before we let you go, and it's a throwback to our Growlerville question. Now, what's your favorite part about playing in Newfoundland? Like I said, just <laughs> winning hockey games is nice. we got a really good team, so I haven't done a ton of winning the past my pro career the past two years, so it's nice to be on a – winning team around a winning environment so uh that's probably my top thing is just uh enjoying the game and uh coming coming into the rink every day and just like like we have such a good group of guys that have so much fun so yeah. coming to the rink every day and and winning and so that's definitely the the best part i like about newfoundland is there anything in particular you can put your finger on about the growlers organization that has allowed them and and us i suppose to to find success compared to other play i know that that's almost an unfair question to ask you but i mean you you've seen a lot of stops in this league and and you were very quickly adopted into this uh, into this organization kind of what do you see about the growlers that's maybe different than around the league well we get treated so well here i know some places you just kind of don't get treated the best like you're not really even a person which kind of sucks to say but it's true some some places yeah. so uh like i said earlier just the whole we have so many many coaches that all play such a big role with video and uh it's another thing here we watch a ton of video and have have dagger as a video coach so he's always on the ball we got immediately after the game we can go back and watch film which is huge and yeah so i think it starts the coaching staff the the group of guys we have is is awesome and just the the way yeah just the way you get treated at the rink within nowhere else have i been that we get uh breakfast and lunch at the rink which is obviously a it's huge nice. plus so i uh, don't get that anywhere else in the league i can tell you that much so uh just little things like that and uh yeah just anything you need they'll have neil is a great guy in the athletic therapist That's right. different things whether it's vitamins or whatever he's always got them and so it's just uh things are really easy and convenient there's not really uh don't have to pull teeth to try to get something if you need it they'll uh 
though for for the most part if you need it they can get you there's obviously some some things there are some limitations but uh the whole atmosphere is is just a yeah just a winning atmosphere and everybody has fun and but everybody works hard to hardest working team i've ever been a part of for sure so certainly glad to hear that uh, yeah it's that's all those things are, are factors and talk about uh, the fan base here uh, during uh, the the good run of uh, good fortune this team has had here at home uh, lots of fans in the building here of late surely you guys have got to feel that on the ice yeah the past the past weekend or whatever whenever our last two games were yeah on the weekend uh, it was lit here it was big crowds I know guys in the dressing room are saying like wow this is it's buzzing out there yeah. so uh yeah, the fan support is huge, and obviously I saw some videos from the finals last year. Absolutely and that looked, wild. That looked insane. So, uh, yeah, the crowds are getting bigger and bigger, and I think if we keep keep rolling like this into the playoffs, hopefully uh, they'll they'll just keep getting more packed. I, I hope you're right. And uh, one more question. I keep thinking of other good <laughs> ones I want to ask you. Talk about your relationship with the other goaltenders on this team and Maxim Zhukov and Parker Gehagen kind of – Three different, very different fellas uh, all coming together in the name of stopping the puck uh, for the Newfoundland Growlers. Kind of what's your relationship like with the other guys? You're all very different people. Yeah, um, I live in the same building as uh, Maxime, so uh, I've got, I see him a lot, and uh, obviously he's a young guy, and I I came into pro fairly young too, but not as young as him. But so I feel like just like I've been through a lot of stuff, obviously, so. I've uh, I have a good relationship with him, trying to like trying to be supportive yeah. and uh, just try to work on different things with him and Parker. Um, he's an awesome guy. He's a machine. He, yeah, <laughs> Mr. He's... Uh, Army. So uh, he's, yeah, he's... Uh, he's a beast in the gym, and he he works extremely hard. So I think all three of us, and then Merrick too, with right. having him with the three of us working out our schedules and uh, trying to fit everybody in. It's uh, it's different having three, but I think all three of us uh, have been pushing each other, and uh, the, f- the friendly competition is uh, makes everybody better. And uh, yeah, it'll be I don't know, who knows what could happen in the future, but uh, just gotta focus on your own job. And we're having fun right now, and I think the three of us get along really well, so it's it's good. No kidding. Angus Redman, or Beef, as the boys like to call him. Uh, thank you so much for being the guest today on the Growlers Nation podcast. All the best to you moving forward, and uh, I guess we'll see you at the airport first thing in the morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll see you bright and early. This has been Episode 11 of the Growlers Nation podcast. Thank you all so much again for your questions. So many questions the last couple of episodes. Please keep your eyes peeled on Twitter and on the Facebook groups uh, for more upcoming episodes. We want you to keep those coming in. I'm Chris Ballard, play-by-play broadcaster for the Newfoundland Growlers. You can catch me on Twitter at Growlers Ballard and catch every single Growlers game all season long for free on Mixler. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash N-L growlers we will see you next time you've been listening to the growlers nation podcast with chris ballard follow the growlers all season long on facebook twitter and instagram at nl growlers listen live to all 72 growlers games on mixler mixlr.com slash nl growlers